0: Welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds.
1: There it is. We're getting
2: there. We're
1: we're getting there. The
2: will be smoother.
1: We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, Welcome back, everyone. Uh, If you are new here, um, I'm going to just talk about that for a second. Uh because you might not have any idea what you're looking at or what's going on here. Um my name is CJ Reynolds. 5 years ago I started this YouTube channel Real Rap with Reynolds and the idea behind it is to create pathways and pipelines to help teachers be the teachers they were called to be. Um so part of that was to start this Sunday night live feed where we would come on every Sunday night and help teachers in real time with things that they needed help with to go into Monday morning. When I say we uh, it's not just me. It is the whole community of folks out here from everyone that you're going to see in the uh, in the chat there. That when you ask a question, you will very often get, uh, or most likely get, a whole bunch of comments, follow-up questions, um, p- tips, tricks from people that are in the chat. Because although this is me on the screen, this is uh, a communal activity that we show up to do every single Sunday night. So. This is, um, here. here's the gig. If you have a question, if you're wondering about something, if you have a student, you have a lesson plan problem, you have a problem with administration, you are melting down because of, you know, because that's what teachers are doing right now, just put it in the chat and you can either put question or cue and then write it. If you want to come on Zoom, or this isn't on Zoom, but uh, I'm just so used to Zoom. Um, if you want to come on and ask a question to me or like, have like a little bit of back and forth. You can do that as well. Here's something else I thought of this week. If you disagree with anything that I'm saying, right? I think, I think our success as anything, as educators, as parents, as, as, as spouses, as band members is largely predicated on our ability to have uncomfortable conversations. And so if you don't agree with something i say if you think that some of it is like uh you you just you're questioning it like it doesn't mean you mean it's wrong but like whatever you're thinking or feeling about it um feel free to ask those questions as well i'm 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 willing to talk about literally anything just put it out there so if this is not enough uh what you can do is you can get the book the book uh i have a book called teacher class off the real rap guide to teaching um, that is created there's also a podcast that exists uh, on uh everywhere that you can get a podcast. This turns into a podcast every single week with thanks to uh my buddy Jake. Um, or you can follow us on social media. We're on all the major social media platforms, and you can just follow along there. But again, um, these are it's one of those things that like you could put a comment, but they're probably gonna get commented back to you from somebody else. And then if that's not enough, I don't I don't know that I, I I'm surprised every once in a while when someone asks me this. Um because I, you know, I think I say things a lot of times, but maybe I just don't, maybe I'm just not clear enough. Anyway, if you have speakers that come to your school, professional development speakers, you can just shoot a link uh, or shoot an email to us or have somebody at your school reach out to us. And the team um, can work to do like either a virtual speaking or professional development at your school. Like, I show up, or I could go there and you know fly or drive or however you know people get around in your neck of the woods uh, and do that as well. So that's just a possibility if you're if you're interested. So um, the gig here is I'm waiting just a second. You guys are getting questions in the chat, and then the not so secret will actually then they are they're magically beamed to Texas to Edie, who magically beams them to New Jersey to my wife, who magically. Beams them to me, who's sitting right next to her. You can see your elbow this week.
2: Oh, there you go. Just saying. So people know I'm here. I thought you were
1: wearing your matching situation with uh, me today. Yeah, I, you know. thought we were going to be like, well, and jade is pink.
2: I like this shirt. It's co- It's like cozy feeling.
1: Um, New merch Out.
2: Which you can't bigger. get right now because There's
1: something wrong with the website.
2: There's bugs in it. There's it's bugs. getting fixed currently. There's bugs
1: in the website because usually you could order merch,
2: someone.
1: but uh, you can't get it. It's it's great. it's, it's, it's working. We're working at it. It's like, you know, it's a thing. We're rolling with. It. Okay.
2: okay so you have a question? Someone is saying in the YouTube chat. I I don't know if this is an actual question or not, but Do it. it says hi Reynolds. In your book, in your book, um, I was struck by the part about remembering student number two realize i've had several number twos fly under the radar how do i get over that guilt and become more conscientious,
1: conscientious. um so i, I think it, the larger
2: oh that was by laura campion sorry
1: okay awesome first of all thank you lauren because that's a really vulnerable question to ask because you're admitting that like drop the ball on some kid and as teachers we never want to be the one that drops the ball on someone that being said, I think that holding ourselves like holding ourselves back because of what we used to do um, doesn't really benefit anyone. That that becomes this negative self talk, this this commentary that's constantly going through your head that we have about a lot of things, right? Like people that that um, are like maybe you drink a little bit too much uh you are smoking weed and you don't really want to you're you know uh, have some kind of like weird addiction whether that's you know your phone or to food or you know not that those are weird necessarily but like um the idea here though is that you are kind of dealing with something that you can't get in front of because just keep beating yourself up on that and so one of the things that i do first let's just start here one of the things i do and i learned this from uh, a podcast uh, call, I forget what it's called, but it's by this guy, Ed Milet, that I really like. And Ed Milette says that he snaps his fingers and says, stop it. That's how he stops thinking and feeling in ways that are not healthy or productive to him. Right. And I've started doing this in the last, I don't know, year, 16 months, I'm like that. Um, and I I love it because it literally makes me it like, it's me like telling that voice that's trying to take over my head to knock it off it's not helping anybody. So stop now. And then it is simply looking for kids tomorrow that think they're alone, that they're invisible, that they don't matter, and letting them know that they do. Here's what's happening when you when we just get caught up in the guilt, what that guilt is doing is stopping you from helping someone right now. Right. And that's such a that's so terrible. It's uh, you, you are literally taking the ability to bless someone in this moment away because you're caught up in what you did before. So like that's stopping you giving the gift. So just snap yourself out of it, literally uh, tell yourself, knock it off and then look for someone that needs love. Look for someone that thinks that they're invisible tomorrow and let them know that they're visible. And then that's it. And then you just move forward from there.
2: Great answer. Um, scott cool. ordway is next and i'm gonna let him read his own question all I'm right
1: like, He's it's, gonna it's come very alive. it's very uncommon that i have um a straightforward answer like. i feel like feel like it's like uh
2: it to be honest thing. there's so much to do nowadays behind the scenes that i'm not really listening to you sorry
1: <laughs> that's a perfect producer you're my own rick rubin <laughs> scott ordway what's up buddy hi i just got finished running uh.
0: You made Jesus.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> like, gotta hurry up and get the question. Yep. Um, no, is it snowing where you are? I, don't, I forget where you are, bro. Where are you? No, I'm in California. It is oh, okay. not
3: snowing there. There's not a cloud in the sky.
1: I thought you were in the Midwest. I don't really know why I thought that. But uh, yeah, it's snowing here. But at least we're going to get good snow. Like going sledding tomorrow's snow. So that should be that should be rad. Um, what's going on, man? What are you, What are you wondering about?
3: Okay, well first I'm sorry, I have to show you this. I have a hand skateboard. You know they have the, the finger ones. I have a hand one. You need to get one of these and take videos and post them on Google Classroom for your students because they will be amazed when the old person can like do a kick flip and I I take the um the hole puncher and I use that to like grind on the skateboard. It it's wonderful.
1: That's all right. I like this idea. Uh where did you get that from?
3: My wife got it for me for Christmas because she is amazing.
2: That's really where CJ gets all the weird stuff that he gets. It's I buy it for like Christmas, like just random when I see yeah. things that fit your like personality or what you would use in the classroom. I always pick up the. random How comfortable weird
1: do you have to be with my weirdness to be able to look for things in that way? Right, it's not like you're not looking for a sweater. You're I know your like,
2: weirdness well. Hmm,
1: hmm. Look at this thing. This would be bizarre to use in class. Thank you. Thanks for knowing me. Um, that's
3: awesome, dude. What's so? What's going on? Okay, so my question is, I ne- I want to move over to the right on the pay scale. So the more units you get, the further you move over. You you know you do seminars or uh, professional development stuff like that. So I'm trying to figure out if I have to get more, if I have to get more units anyway to move over, sh- should I just pursue a master's? Because if I'm gonna, if I have to pay for units anyway. Would getting a master's, even though it's more per unit, is that a worthwhile endeavor? I I mean, I don't, I know I don't want to go into administration or be a principal, but I I don't know what your thoughts are.
1: So, what do you want to get your master's in? What would it be in if you were going to do it?
3: I don't, something in education. I don't know. I mean, you see, the main one is curriculum and instruction, but I don't, maybe I need to do more homework. I don't really know what that would do for me. It's not like I want to be an admin so I think that's like educational leadership is more for admin I, I'm not sure that that that's also kind of what I'm trying to figure out is if I'm going to what would I even want to study I wouldn't want to do it in history because I wouldn't want to I don't know do that yeah
1: yeah it's uh it, it's kind of I mean a master's in history kind of makes me feel like when I got a degree in English and then I was like all right what now what do do? am I doing with this thing like I, I don't know I don't know what the opportunities are for that when I think of master's I think you know one it's so much work it's so much more work than like going to a seminar or like getting some kind of professional development credit like so that that's in my mind because i just think of masters as being like real work like that's a that's a legit another full time to part time job on for you on top of all the work that you're already doing but um you're right like getting a bunch of like you can't put on your resume that you went to like you know 97 different pd meetings or that you know something along those lines um, uh, but if I was going to do my master's for me, it would have to be like, what is this going to do for like, how can I have this benefit me as well? So I, I've thought about going back, but I've, I never had, I, I don't have my master's now. Um, cause I didn't finish, uh, college till so late also. So that it was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like doing that. Um, but when I think about where the needs are, so like special education is something that i would go back for counseling is something that i would go back for that these are actually going to impact the daily life and experience of my students um I, I i think that that why for me is really important too because it's it is a lot of work um and some people it comes easier to and people like me doesn't i'd have to spend like dozens and dozens of hours studying every week to get be able to do well um so i think that's part of it is like is like how much is that going to actually impact Your life. Um, I know some people do it also because it gets you, like having a master's gets you a pay bump, but it's usually really minimal compared to whatever you paid for your master's. Like it's
3: it's one thousand dollars per year, which is eighty three dollars and thirty three cents per month. My my wife has her master's, and so it's just like little line.
1: So it sounds great, right? It's like you know, but because teachers teach, you know, what teacher wouldn't like a thousand dollars more? But it's like for what you wait. all of this work is the ROI there. So that's why I just keep doing courses and I go to the PDs and stuff like that. Cause it's just not there for me at this time. Um, I don't know if it would be later, but you know, I have two kids and they're growing up and I don't see them as much as I would love to all the time anyway. So it's like, that's just where I'm at with that. Um, yeah. So what's, uh, yeah, so this is one of those questions. I'm wondering if people in the comments like that have gone back, that like what's their kind of take on that? So I'd keep an eye on that too, because I'm sure someone's going to holler at you about
3: that. But yeah. Um, because like my credential program, it did not like I know some credential program, I mean, I got my credential in 2011. So there was no um, like credential and master's like combined at the time i think that's an option now so i did email where i got it and said can i do this now it wasn't available when i was a student so i'll I'll find that out if that's the case then that would be nine nine units more of of work to do which i figured it's only that little i might as well do that if that's available
1: yeah that's awesome so you're like kind of like going back uh and finishing something instead of like going back and starting something brand new um yeah
3: if, yeah, if if that works out, then I, I feel like that would be I might as well at that point if I'm that yeah. close. For sure.
1: So what are people saying
3: in the comments you said?
2: Um someone said second masters is definitely worth it. Um someone else said if you're the kind of teacher that likes to reflect and find it incredibly valuable. Um but like it's worth it to do that if you if you're that type of teacher. Yeah. Um I don't know. Everyone says to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to base your decision solely on that, then go for it. On
1: the comments. Section. Um. No. Cool. Look, man. Um. Keep us posted. I, I, I. mean either way? Like I hope that it's it's. Like there's an incentive there for you, and that uh you enjoy it. But um yeah. I wish I had a stronger answer than I did, but I hope that was helpful.
3: It was cool. Thank you. Awesome man! All right, Scott, have fun running. Uh,
1: we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.
2: Okay, so we have a, our next question is coming from Facebook from Kelly. Uh, she's asking, "I am moving to hybrid next week. I'm a new teacher and haven't seen my students face to face. Any advice for transitioning?"
1: Um, transitioning back? Um, yeah,
2: she's moving to hybrid next week, so I'm assuming uh, she's been fully virtual and now they're going to the hybrid model. So And so what do you do in that transition when you you're not even like you're not even from virtual to like fully face to face, but you're virtual to like half virtual, yeah.
4: half
2: face to face.
1: I think you know
2: it's so tough. I just I
1: you know it's a hard question because I just think the virtual is such a bad move. Or I mean I think the hybrid's hybrid such model. a bad move. I think virtual has it's a strength in and weaknesses. And I think that in person absolutely has strengths and weaknesses. Uh, but with regards to hybrid, I think, you know, here's here's my thought on this. Um one, you have to let students know that we're gonna make the best out of this no matter what it is. Like I would if I got if I had to do hybrid and I got to go back into the building and saw kids, um I would let them know that one, I'm thrilled. Like, I missed you so much. Like, and this is like really coming from my heart. Like, this isn't just like me. This isn't just strategy. But it is sharing with them how you've been thinking, how you've been feeling, what you're hoping for this year, that we're going to get through this together, that when we remember that as teachers, we're really leaders. And that leading is only, as John Maxwell would say, is only ever about influence. So it's how are you influencing young people? How are you getting them? excited, motivated, engaged into what's coming up. It's hard enough to do that right now anyway, because it's, it's like damn near impossible to really um, like get some kids engaged, right? Like those of us that are teaching virtually know for sure that like it is a world of ceiling fans and, and foreheads. But that doesn't mean you should stop trying to engage on some level And now that there's been a shift, kids are gonna feel uncertain. Kids might feel nervous about coming back into school. Kids might feel really excited about coming back into school. And so you wanna be there at your best to be able to help meet them, greet them, bring them in and help them get to where they need to be this year. And so I think that just letting students know that is gonna leave them better than if you come in and if they come in and you're unsure. You're not sure what to do now. You feel like a little. It's like, all right, guys, this is kind of awkward and weird. Like, it's awesome. Of course, we're gonna handle this. Let's like we handle everything. Just like since we've been learning virtually since last March, we're still figuring it out. Um, so let me know what you need, and we're gonna we're gonna make it it happen. So it is. I think leaning into that stuff as much as possible is really gonna be what sets you up for success. Because um, there's gonna be like just like any school year. There's there are teachers that show up that are a little bit miserable, a little bit unsure. They're scared. They're nervous, and it's all over their face. I had uh, one of my mentors told me that ninety percent of teaching is acting. It's acting like you're excited for some stuff. It's acting like you're interested. It's acting like you are uh, being really serious, and that you're really, you know, sometimes whether it's disappointed or concerned. You got to dial that up and down. But that is. It, part of that is part of the show of like um I'm not always interested. I'm just not always interested in everything that you have. To do. I don't I don't care about Goku. I don't care about uh a number of different anime things. I don't care about but but I care about you. So what I'm doing is trying to um drum it up in me to be excited to be thoughtful, to be caring. And so what you're trying to do is figure out a way to influence those young people so that they can do the best that they can do this year. So yeah. That's what I would do.
2: What you got, buddy? Great. Um, our next comment is, our question is coming from artists. She or he, I don't I don't know which one it is. Uh, they are asking and thinking about being an English major so I can teach English literature, but I'm 29. Is it too late to teach in my 30s or 40s? Um, Never.
1: Chris Carson, is it too late to start teaching when you're 29? That's what I want to know so uh this is a great question um i didn't graduate from college so i think no i didn't start teaching till i was 27 um and that felt so long after like the ship had sailed like i thought that i was going to show up and that um everyone was going to have it over on me that like i was i just i felt like i looked like a loser not just was a loser here's what i learned is that artist you have up till 29 lived life you've had wins losses you've done stuff you've learned stuff from it you've had probably your you heart broken at some point like you have lived through things gone places done stuff that all influences your practice as an educator i don't know that i would have been a very effective educator at 22. I just didn't have it. Like I was just, I was focused on me. I was focused on what I wanted. Um, My life wasn't based on on a a view of service. Um, And so, and I think teaching has to come out of that space. It can't just be about just me and that I love books and that I'm going to teach something. Um, It has to be about books are a vehicle for me to talk to kids about real stuff, about how to like raise kids up and and get them excited and motivated and engaged and and dreaming about a life that could be reverse engineering that life back to my class and why we're doing the things that we're doing, how these are going to actually steps that are going to help you win at the, at the game of life. And so that that's what I'm focused on now. 22-year-old me wasn't focused on that. I think that I had to be in my late 20s to start teaching because that's the person my students needed. That you showing up at 29 might be the exact thing or, or 30 or 40. Um, the exact thing that kids are going to need because you're bringing all that life. And you'll see when you start teaching, like sometimes 22 year olds, they're just, they're ready, right? They're like, that was, they, they didn't need as much prep or they already had it or, or something, you know, but sometimes they don't, sometimes they, they lack the self-confidence. There's a lot more uh, personal growth that needs to happen there before they're really, really effective teachers, and that's not to knock anyone that's that's younger and and all of us. I mean, like I'm still growing into my my fullest, best version of myself at 44, and I think that is something you just keep in mind. Is that no, like, yeah. Here, here here's one last thing I'll say. I just talked about this this morning. I love this idea that right now, if let's say you're going to teach, and in three years four years, you get out of college and you can actually start teaching right now. Some kid somewhere in the world um, is on a trajectory. Uh, the same one that you are Right, completely different spaces, but they're working towards the same point that at one point in their life at some day, you're going to occupy the same classroom at the same time as that individual. And I like the idea that we've been working ourselves together to a lot of the people in our lives so that we can be something for them that we can be an answer to prayer, that we can be a blessing to those individuals. And so if you think of it like that, where you're working towards individuals in your life, you showed up at exactly the right time to do this. And so that might be a little woo-woo, but that's where we're going with that one today. So yeah. So good luck, man. Yeah. Absolutely go back to school and be be a teacher, you know. What you got? Um are oh, you doing some uh yeah little, I am you're doing some um, stuff on there?
2: someone named maddie put in a question and i think it's that you wanted to zoom but you needed to follow the link after you use the google form
1: so just go so that's pinned at the top yes so maddie if you want to come on with me just go to the top of the chat and it's pinned and just click that link no no
2: she already did that because that takes you to the google form but once you do the google form you get another link to be able to access Streamyard, and i don't think maddie followed that one because unless she just has her question that you just want it answered and not come on with you. Oh, all right, well. It's it, by what I'm saying on my Okay, side.
1: so Mandy, just say in the chat what you want to do and we'll figure it out for you. Yep, Um,
2: but Mr. James Pete is James next. Pete you is eating something on. and
1: I'm gonna bring him on anyway. He
2: knows, he's ready, he said he was ready.
1: What's up, Pete?
5: <laughs> you wanna know what I'm eating?
2: Sure, what are you eating?
5: My cheat day, man. Oh. John Lopez will appreciate this. Bottle caps. Oh taps.
2: my gosh. And working through candy. Listen.
5: This will describe my week coming up with the meetings I already have scheduled. Don't judge because I'm losing a ton of weight. But today, oh yes.
2: Go for frosting. it. Frosting.
1: Wait, are you just eating the
5: frosting? Yeah. Uh. Like how else do you eat it? Is there Yo, another way?
2: I'm glad someone else says that because when I make cakes, I'll do like homemade frosting and you know, there's like a ton left over. And I'm like, no, I'm just putting this as my mom's snack. <laughs> Kids are driving me nuts. I come in and I take some out.
5: Of it. So <laughs> I when like, I do well, listen, I, when I do the real rap with Reynolds tour this summer, I'll <laughs> let you know when I'm coming. Make me some frosting. That's all I need. Frosting mason <laughs> jar and I'll send it home. What
2: would, what,
5: would, what would we look like as three
1: individuals sitting on a porch <laughs> with spoons of frosting like, <laughs> We like, would look like, like teachers.
5: <laughs> like having a conversation. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I digress. You got a lot of people waiting. So let me get to my question. Um, and I'm going to make a statement and it's going to sound like I'm trying to sell your book, but you know, maybe I am This book? Yeah, that, that book right there. Um, so I, I have a student teacher, CJ, and I was, so one of the things that we're doing and to anybody considering buying the book who has been teaching a long time like me or is new, um, I bought her a copy of the book and what we're doing every week is we're reading a chapter of it and just sort of talking about like the situations you found them in. And then I'm paralleling with her my stories and then she's paralleling with me her stories as a student. And we're kind of building kind of this really kind of unique conversation about just what happens in a classroom that you don't learn about. Mm -hmm. And as we were doing this, it's occurred to me that probably for the first time in my career. I feel a lot like her because everything we're doing from administration, from other teachers is this almost like the that first three years when you have well okay, so the first ten years when you really have no idea what you're doing and everything sort of feels like you're jumping in the middle of the ocean. So I guess my question to you, c j is and I know you felt this way just just based on um you know your how your year's gone like like how like how have you it's been very tough for me to go back to that, but it's also been kind of a neat experience to feel that way again in a big way. Cause you sort of feel that way anyways. I think if you're a good teacher every day, sort of like that, you're like throwing darts into the dark, hoping it works. Um, like how have you embraced that this year? Since it seems like everything from everywhere is like being a brand new teacher.
1: So I think there's two things. One, um, I think it's important to always be learning stuff because it just helps us to stay in the same frame as our students that like if I have to go to a course or right, like right now I'm in this, um, I'm in this program for leadership and uh, I'm finding that like, it's, it's really making me reflect on my teaching because sometimes the folks that run the course will say something or they explain something that I don't get, or I was writing something down and I didn't hear what they said next. And I have to go, I'm sorry, I can say that again. And I know that's something as teachers, like we get annoyed at, why weren't you paying attention? What, Listen to what I'm saying. You know, it's that kind of thing. So you remember what it's like to be in the student's seat. Um, I'm also learning piano right now. And so that has been something interesting for me to see, like, like some, like how I learn best. Can there be noise around me? Do I have to just be quiet? Um,
5: Plus, the frustration of learning that new skill, the mistakes you have to make before you can get past it, which is important.
1: And that could be for anything. Like, that was Mm -hmm. yesterday, I put in a new thermostat in my house and, like, I never did it before. It was pissing me off like crazy. I had to FaceTime my cousin, I had to call my uncle three times, I had to look stuff up on YouTube, but all the videos are from 2017. And in this day and age, that might as well have been 50 years ago because it's like everything's changed. So, it's like staying in that mind of the learner, I think, really helps. I think the second thing is, minimizing how much growth you're hoping to do that. We, we under, we overestimate oftentimes for who said this, we overestimate what we can do in a day or a week, but we underestimate what we can get done in a year to five years. And so it is I learned this year that like schoology is a beast, man. It is a platform that I do not particularly like. Um, I wish we would go back to Google classroom. There's, it's like schoology has five ways to do any one thing. Right. And it makes my brain bleed, but um, so in the beginning of the year it was like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be on these six platforms. And I quickly realized that one, that was a lot for me to learn, two, that was a lot for students to learn because I was just assumed that students were more tech savvy than they are because they've grown up with this stuff their whole lives. And it turns out they're not. Studies show that they're really good at swiping, but like typing and navigating an interface is not something that they're particularly good at. So it's like paring it down and going, nope, schoology. And like one, maybe two other websites are good enough. And then you're scaling from there. Just like, you know, there's a song that I'm learning. I'm only learning like, um, I'm working on like three different songs just so I don't get bored. But there's like one particular song that I want to play this year on the piano. And it's learning chunks of it at a time until I can fully memorize it and then I can move on to the next so I'm not learning I'm not gonna learn how to like read music and stuff. I'm just watching on YouTube, keep doing it over and over again until I figure out how to do it. So it's um it is those bite-sized chunks that help me to get to the next place, to the next place, to the next place. And then also I think I think things are getting old for students. Like if you congratulations, you learn how to use Kahoot. But you yeah. use Kahoot more than six times, they're like, oh bro, this is like lost. It's luster. Like, you know. Can't can't be your fallback all the time? So it's um, you don't want the novelty to wear off either, and so that's part of what I'm thinking.
5: Have you have you found that like because I you know, you talking about your bag of tricks? Have you found that those same classroom things that you do those that the 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 suitcases of 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 gadgets that you use are you finding that's like that's keeping the energy at a good place even with all this Zoom stuff?
1: So uh, it depends on the class. Yeah. There's some things that kids are fighting through that I you know I could have a whole bunch of tiny hands and it's just like it's not gonna do the trick at this point um I think even in school when I use that stuff it is I never like I never need it it's a nice to have like I don't need um Jim I like thinking that like you could literally put me in a classroom with nothing and kids are going to learn. Like, you know, I don't need, I don't need a damn computer. I don't need a projector. I don't need silly stuff. Like I, I just look around and find things like we would figure it out. Um,
5: I use myself a lot and that's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. And that's part of it. Right. Part of it is like, if you're excited, then it like it's, it gets on people that are around you when you're stoked about what you're doing what you're teaching what's coming up when you're laughing at something that stuff's contagious yeah so that's what you want to do is like you know is share your vibe with your tribe kind of a thing where you're just like um you are you know someone said to me once or i read somewhere that your responsibility you're responsible for the energy you bring to a room right so if you're coming in like exhausted, like you don't really want to do. It. I was just saying this to that other question, like it's your responsibility to be on 11 um, and then show up. Or if you don't yeah. got 11 in you that day, can you be a strong seven, right? Yeah. Like it is, it is trying to be the best you, that you can be that particular. You can
5: be a strong five. And do it in a different way. Like all year long, I've been trying to flip the script on Monday with my kids, like making them love Mondays instead of Fridays being the day they look forward to. Um, So now you should see when the kids kids comes flying in on Monday, like what's he going to do today? Yeah. This week it was back to the microphone, though. So just so you know. Yeah, it's important. Uh, Anyway, you've more than answered my question, CJ. Um, Have a great week. Good luck, man. I hope. Stay sane, man, because I know you're going through the same stuff we are. I, I
1: am. Did you get your microphone in the mail yet?
5: Uh, I got two mails, man, maybe.
1: Keep an eye out. No, this is right. the day one. This Ooh. is the one where you're at, so keep an eye on it.
5: All right, sounds good. All right. Bye. Thanks, man. See you guys. Bye. See you, Jenna. I
1: you and your hand over there. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: okay, I've got um, Madison's question um, popped up. So she is asking, hello, I'm a student teacher at Kutztown University in PA. I am hmm. currently um virtual middle school seventh grade history any advice for student teaching slash job searching in a pandemic
1: first of all who goes to kutztown university
2: cephas, cephas.
1: <laughs> um my boy cephas who's been in a million videos and was the star of big guy little car he was the kutztown um for uh, special ed um so currently virtual and also um
2: you know i think
1: Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Advice for student teaching job searching in a pandemic. I don't think my answer would change if it was pandemic or not pandemic. I think it is all the stuff I've said in videos before, such as um, being, showing up for interviews, like you actually want to work there, figuring out, dreaming, looking at a school and thinking, can I see myself here? How do I see myself engaging with this? How do I see myself helping to to um, to make this an even better place by just my being here? I think that's the conversation that you're having with yourself before you go into an interview. It's trying to figure out, do you want to work here and having questions for them as to what's the teacher load? How many classes am I teaching? How many preps do I get a day? Like, What do summers look like? Do you guys pay through the summer or do I get, you know, I have to find a second or third or fourth job in the summer? Um, Can I, what's it look like if I want to coach? How many different classes do I have to teach? Like, or like different classes do I have to teach? Like it's going in with those interview questions as well. Um, And then when you show up for the interview, knowing a little bit about where you're going to teach or where you want to teach, what you want that to look like and what questions you have, what that does is it makes you show up like you want to be there, right? Like you are actually interested in engaging and getting down with the school that you are signing up to be at. And, and I think that is, you know, I, I haven't been on a date since 1995, but it's the same idea that I'm, I usually talk about where you want, when you're on a date with someone, to know that you want them to be there. I'm not on my phone. I'm not scrolling. I'm not looking around. I'm not being all ADD and like not paying attention to what they're saying. But I'm actually asking them questions about themselves, asking follow up questions, paying attention, laughing at something that's funny. And like instead of looking at my phone, like it's actually wanting to be there. And I think the same thing happens when you're doing an interview with school. I think the other thing is, um, I, you know, I'd still I think sending follow up emails is great. I think sending a follow up car handwritten cards is better. Uh, I do it all the time for everything. And I just think that that's that's the move. So I, I think ultimately you don't know what you're going to start teaching in next year, whether it's going to be virtual or hybrid, but letting schools know that education is only ever about the kids. Like what, like I'll, I'll figure it out. Like we've like all good teachers have been figuring this out since last March, um, in the U S anyway. So it's just being excited to show up and to do the work that you've been given to do no matter the circumstances and letting that school, like, like don't be afraid to like have some confidence, have some swagger about that idea that no, I'm, I'm going to make this even better being here. That's not being narcissistic. It's being realistic about who you are as a person and what you bring to the team and how this is like, let's do this. Like, I'm stoked to be here. This is going to be a great place for all of us. And and it's going to be like, just, you know, awesome. So I think that that's, that's where it comes from. It's more of a mindset. It's more and than, than a practicality game. Um, but I just think that the mindset actually is also practical. So yeah, best of luck. Uh, and if you see Cephas, tell him to say hi. My boy. Okay.
2: Next is Liz. Um, Liz is asking, how are y'all who are hybrid and teaching virtual and face-to-face students at the same time maintaining your sanity? I can't wrap my mind around it. We're supposed to go hybrid for the first time."
1: February 22nd um so I well, this is a great question and and this is it's that time of year right where we're like um it's 21 degrees out today something like that it's snowing and then it's going to rain ice on top of it I am so pale at this point of the year I start looking like it look look I sometimes feels like I have no shirt on right now I just have a teacher class I'll tattoo on my chest Cause I'm like looking like a twilight character all of a sudden. Um, that being said, uh, I find that teaching at this time of year and doing well and having my sanity is not so much about my content, not so much about me finding good. It's not so much about pedagogy. It's about personal development. It's about me becoming the kind of teacher that can handle this me becoming the kind of teacher that can sign on and it's not a problem. I got this. Um, So I I think about that a lot. I think about like, who do I need to be? So instead of thinking, uh, instead of being, I forget how I was going to say this. I was thinking about this earlier. It's really becoming the kind of person that can handle this sort of thing easily. Right. So that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I literally sit with in the morning. And I dream about, and I wonder like, all right, this class is particularly difficult. No one's paying attention. I can't get anyone to engage. No one's doing the reading, the writing, the homework. Um, what would this look like if it was easy? And who would I need to be to be able to carry that out? And here's what you find, that that in a lot of our heads makes it seem like everything has to change, that it is this mountain of work, that it is completely impossible to get around. I just don't think that that's true. I think that every single thing that you have in life, every single shift that you need to make is much more manageable than we think it is, but we we get ourselves off the hook by thinking that it's going to be impossible. So when we make attainable goals, right? Like say you want to lose weight. You could literally just shift like one thing about your diet and then you start losing some weight and you start building momentum. So when I think about my class and my sanity, it's like can I get up a little bit earlier in the morning. Can I, um you know, ch- change something about like my my own life? Like, like, what's my vitamin D level look like? What does my gut health look like? What is, the, you know, then I'll, all I have to do is drink some kombucha, which is disgusting, but like, I'd rather do a shot of kombucha and a, and a vitamin D uh vitamin and start working some of that stuff out. Like, what would it look like if uh, I? You know, reached out to a few kids, or like I just think that there's there's things that you can do to help yourself become a better version of yourself, and then those so-called problems at school, they're not just not problems, but you're in a better space to come up with solutions, to come up to deal with them, to not get stressed out, to not take it home with you at the end of the day, to not like have to drink a bottle of wine every night so that you can forget who you are and what you do and why you're doing it. It's like no, lean into that stuff and become the better version of yourself, and then that's going to help you to become a better teacher and deal with all that stuff what you got buddy
2: um
1: <laughs> We're having issues
2: with people like if they put it on the form they must not be following the link to get into StreamYard because anthony here has a question but i yeah he's not in the, the waiting area
1: so anthony um like or it's people folks when you're if you want to come on um which I love like so if you're thinking about it and you're like I'm not really sure if I want to go on like I really I really enjoy it a lot so you know just Don't be think shy. about me uh because be I shy. would love to have you on um the other thing is being mindful that uh you're putting your real name when you come in the stream yard too so that like or that they match so like if you are Saucy Pants ninety nine on YouTube. Like, make sure that you sign in with Saucy Pants ninety nine. No, so that's, that's the actually
2: thing. not the, That's not the issue. It's oh, really just yeah. I just made that up. Well, there's a link that comes afterwards, and I think you're not somebody must not be following the link, and that's what gets them. And I need to see them in Streamyard waiting, oh, and yeah. I'm not seeing that. So we're gonna just ask Anthony's question. um
1: Anthony, if you want to pop back on, because you you want to follow or we'll, up we'll on it. We'll skip
2: Anthony's so, question. Let's see if we can figure that. Wanna...
1: Anthony, see if you can get it into the Streamyard link, and then we'll we'll do it.
2: Okay. We're going to jump Caitlin. to Caitlin. Caitlin is asking a uh, CTE teacher having a hard time with my seniors who have no motivation at all are hybrid. I'm at my wits end and ready to just say scrap the certs for the year. I can't keep pushing through the way things are. All
1: right. That's a great question. I look, here's, here's the thing, Caitlin. First of all, that's a lovely family. Um, I just think, are you making, you're making baby noises I, I, I'm there. making, like,
2: loving. You're making noises. that, you making that
1: uh, I like I, seeing
2: other people's families. It,
1: it, and sweetness. you make that noise. Seeing, mm.
2: sounds like the dog,
1: it sounds like the dog, when I leave him, did I just say that you sound like the dog? I did. It's okay. I did. We I'm him with he's it.
2: Cute. He's cute. I'll go with it.
1: When he <laughs> s- stays out on the other side of the glass door in the office yes. and he's just like, oh. he just
2: goes. Oh. He just whines lovingly.
1: Um, Or he does that thing where he goes. Anyway, I digress, Caitlin. I think that oftentimes teaching seniors, one, they have just that senioritis, right? They're just done. They know what college they're going to. They know what they're gonna. They know what they want to do next. Whether or they don't care about college, and they know they're gonna drive trucks, or they got their husband their boy is gonna like hook them up with a job at Amazon or something like that. In in my experience. The thing that has the best ROI in this moment is helping students realize that they're not as planned out for the future as they think they are. So it is, you know, one of the, and I've talked about this a bunch of times. So like, um, it is like getting kids, like, so even if you do this, right, you get foam core board, right. You get it for a dollar at the dollar store. And then I would have students like, um I would write on this. I've also done it on my desk. I've done it on the whiteboard in my classroom. I've done it like on the wall. I've done it all over the place on windows. It is saying, "What is what? Like, let's just talk about not even school. Let's just talk about like, what do you what do you want after this? Like, what's the dream? What do you want to do? Um, y'all want to have my own apartment? I'm, oh,
2: do you know what CTE is? No. She just put it in the chat. Um, Career Technical Education certs.
1: Okay, so that makes sense to me. Um, It is thinking about kids and helping them to gain a vision of what they actually want in their lives. I think sometime during high school, you know, like there's a lot of like nonsense. There's a lot of dudes that like want to be rappers, but they don't rap. There's a lot of guys that want to be football, you know, play in the NFL, but you're not even on the team. Um, There's a lot of that kind of nonsense. And so, you know, it's like, And that's not just like that's not just that, but there's a lot of that. Like kids that like are like, "No, I'm going to be a lawyer." But it's like, bro, you have Fs. Like, where are you? Where are you lawyering at with Fs? Um, And it's not just diminishing someone's dream; it's helping them to gain some vision as to how they're going to live out that dream. So, like, word. You want to rap? Like, you, you don't just rap. Like, like being an artist. Part of that is knowing business. Some of that is knowing learning how to like do deals with people setting up appointments um repping yourself having an image having a producer linking yourself with the right people but if you don't look like you're serious you can't just show up and like write raps and then someone takes care of it and if they do take care of it guess what you just lost all your money anyway because now they're going to bleed you dry because you're not even paying attention so it is thinking about so you want your own house or an apartment do you want to live by yourself or do you want to live with six friends um where does truck driving get you right. This is a conversation I had last year and it's no diss to people that are truck drivers. Some people can live a much simpler lifestyle or much happy, a very happy lifestyle on the amount of money that like, so that my students were talking about. So they, one kid said, I'm going to be a truck driver because I can make $40,000 a year. So, all right, $40,000 a year. Not bad, bro. Especially when you're freaking 19 years old, but what are you, and I don't know anything really about the truck driving world. So like, it's not like I can even tell them that that doesn't happen or anything. Let's go with that 40 grand a year. What do you want to do with that money? Like, what are you hoping exists? Like, what does the dream life look like? Where are you vacationing? Where do you live? Who do you live with? Who are you taking care of? Um, are you going out with your friends? Where are you? What are you? What are your hobbies on the side? Like when you're not doing that particular occupation getting kids to dream about what their perfect ideal life would look like. And then having them reverse engineer that to say, all right, bro, that house is going to cost you $2,000 a month. You can't do that with this income. Um, going on that vacation, let's price it right. Like, and, and I, I know this for myself, I have with some level, some degree of certainty what the next 10 years of my life is going to look like with regards to um, other books, what the house looks like, what the cars look like, what the vacations look like, what the give back looks like um, to, to students and teachers and, and all these other kind of dreams that we have. How are we involving people from the community in the next things that we're doing? Like there's all this stuff that I've worked out, but it's meticulous. It's all on poster board. It's all with arrows and prices and figures. So when you can help students do that, sometimes that is going to give them a reason as to why they're doing anything now. So two years ago, I had a kid that wanted to be a nurse, but he's failing senior year, bro. What do you want to do after high school? You already know Reynolds. I want to be a nurse. Do you know, you can't be a nurse if you fail high school, it's part of the gig. Like you need to do this so that you can go into this two year program at the very least at a community college in Philadelphia to be able to do this right? You can't just show up and nurse people. You get arrested for stuff like that. So you have to have this thing. And then it makes high school, not this daunting task. It makes it part of the game that you're playing to get what you want to do to win, right? That is like, if you, and not always do the things we have to do when we're not informed as as adults or kids, we're not informed as to what that exactly looks like. When when the motivation is, yeah, it's going to be on the test. You have to do this because it's going to be on the test. You have to do this because you won't pass high school. You have to do this because do you want to just not, do you want to not pass? Do you not, do you not want a diploma? Do you not want certification? Do you not want, like, that's not enough. What's the bigger dream that is actually motivation so that I can see what I'm doing right now As I'm playing part of the game that's gonna elevate me to let me play the next level and the next level and the next level until I achieve my goal. I think that has a lot of that that's something I've done with seniors again and again and again and again, and and it wins I'd say nine, nine times out of ten. I mean, every once in a while you have students that are like they just have more going against them than than you can really help. Um, so that's you know, but that's a whole nother conversation. What do you got, buddy?
2: trying to find um oh nothing you know technical difficulties we're going to answer we're going to honor and answer um anthony's question although i can't he's i, I didn't see him pop in. can't find you know, it
1: can no? i cannot uh, can you take down that last question real quick um and i don't think i can i don't know how to yeah, do it you
2: can just tap on it. go to the comment section yep, the right hand bar. Find where it's lit. That's the problem. Is that I can't. Oh, you got to find like
1: the hot. Yeah, uh, and I'm drawn. trying
2: to sh- to scroll back. Got to it. Find it's. There used to last week. There was a button that just randomly popped up that said, "Take away the comment," and now it's doing this. Uh, is, look how hard it is. See you. Can't it is. Find it either. It's not it's, easy. It
1: disappeared now. Maybe Edie did it. Um, I want to tell people real quick though. while uh, before we jump into that. um She did it. Oh, word. So one of the things that we're trying to do with. With real Rap with Reynolds, right? Real wrap with Reynolds to us is not just us; it's a community of people. Um, but what we're trying to do in this next year is like really, the 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 focus is on so hard on helping educators become the teachers they always dreamed of being, right? Like, how do you get that to that place that you feel you were called to be, to be the version of yourself that's the best version? And so we've been thinking about ways that we can try and help that happen. And one of the simple ways we thought about doing that was creating a newsletter, right? Which is something that we heard from a lot of people. So I'm creating this this video newsletter that's gonna go out once a month. So the first one just went out the other night. Um, you can sign up for it right on our website. It is called Reynolds Ramblings because it's just me rambling on about a bunch of stuff, but it's really kind of me thinking about how do, am I trying to become a better version of myself, whether that's what I'm drinking, eating, uh, reading, listening to, watching, hanging out with, like, what are things that I'm doing to kind of like do become a better version? Um, so you can go right to our website, realrapidreynolds.com. There's this little floaty thing that pops up and it says newsletter. Just click it. And all you have to do is put in your name and your email address. We don't need any other information for you. You won't get spammed with anything else. This is just for the newsletter. So yeah that exists if you want to do it go for so it.
2: so if you already signed up and you didn't get it we had there was a lot of glitches uh, you know it's the first one working out all the bugs so if you signed up and didn't get it go ahead and sign up again um because the first one did already go out but yeah like i said we had some glitches
1: yeah oh cool. what do you got buddy
2: oh um so we're gonna answer anthony's question was i'm in my last semester of classes in college and studying special education i'm also student teaching in the fall I'm a little nervous to start with everything going on in the world, but I am very excited. What's one piece of advice that you can give me? Thank you.
1: That is a great question. Um,
2: You know, I wish he was here to ask it himself.
1: I, I love that question because it is. It's what this is the moment that a lot of teachers become. Um, they don't, they don't become the version of themselves that they wanted to be, right? Like it, it happens this early. So my, my only piece of advice for you when you're going into being a teacher for the first time, or even if it's anyone that's student teaching for the first time, it is do not wait to be the teacher you feel like you were called to be, the teacher you dreamed of being. When you're sitting in all those classes and you're dreaming about what this would look like and how great your classroom would be, what your connections would be with the students, What your um, lessons could be like and where you're going and how you're teaching them and are kids in seats or not in seats. And like, where are we all over the the classroom uh, or all over the school? What kind of trips are we taking? Like all that excitement, all that stuff you've been thinking about. Do not wait to be that person. Do it immediately. You're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. You're gonna do things wrong. You're gonna get real excited about something, and it's gonna fall flat. And the kids aren't gonna to want to do it. You're gonna feel like a piece of crap, and like maybe you picked the wrong job because you shouldn't be even doing this because no one cares about what you're doing anyway. Um, you will pick class trips that sometimes you think are gonna be awesome, and then they're just, they just not as awesome as you want. People that you brought to speak to your class, that you thought was gonna be great, and it's not gonna go that great. But you will have class trips that are all world. You will have class trips that. when you're you're operating out of that space of being the teacher you always wanted to be, that students will talk about for the rest of their lives and will show back up to school and be like, yo, you should have gone on the trip with us to the thing with Reynolds. Like, it was amazing. Um, That, you know, when we start dreaming and thinking about that kind of thing, I think it brings us to a better place. Now, look, I'm not saying all schools are filled with apathetic teachers, but I feel like when we enter into schools, you can either look at people as, you're so good and I'll never be like that. Or apathetic teachers that just kind of look at you like, why are you doing all this? Like, why are you staying at school till seven o'clock at night? Like, why why, why do you ask the kids so many questions? Why are the kids coming into my room? Can you calm it down a little bit? Because they're coming into my period seven after being in your period six. And now they're all hopped up and hype and stuff. And I got to, you know, I need them calmer than that. Sorry. Like, that's like the opening band, like dialing it down because they don't want to outshine the, the, the headliner, like no, your job is to go out there and give it all that you've got. And so I think that waiting to do that because you want to have tenure, because you want to figure out the situation, because you're not sure who you work with, no, 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 no one needs that. The world doesn't need that, and your life is too short. You should be the teacher you always dreamed of being now and never wait. And that's the only piece of advice that I would give for that.
2: Yeah. Okay, we have a question real fast from a Facebook user. Um, I have been looking for a new teaching position for family reasons. I would love, I would. I would have to leave my current district immediately. How can I continue the search without feeling like I am abandoning abandoning my current school and stepping on anyone's toes?
1: That's a really, that's such a good question, right? It is, and and I've struggled with this myself when I've thought about, when I left my first job in Camden, New Jersey, it like, it like, I remember I cried in the room when I was telling them I was quitting. Like, I'm just, I, I couldn't handle it. Um, And I, I'm a crier anyway, cry basically everything. Um, but it is something that I just thought like I'm leaving the students. I'm you know, it, especially in dealing with when you're working in schools with students that have very little consistency in their life, at least in a positive way, and you became part of that consistency in their life in some way, shape or form, how can you leave that? I think the way that you can leave that is knowing one, it's not about us. It's only ever about the students. And so that, I am trusting that somebody else will help, will show up, right? I walk in faith, in, in a faith that says like, I, I'm not just leaving this kid that someone else, you know, my my job in this assignment is is done. I need to switch gears. I think two is, is remembering that you can still connect with students that you no longer see. Like, I mean, if I left my school for some reason, like I wouldn't not keep up with the kids. I could go back to that school. I could talk to them virtually. I could still... Play games on the internet with them. I could shoot him an email. I could do a phone call with them. Like there's still stuff that I could do, um, which remind me, Kev called me the other night and I didn't call him back yet. Uh, sure. But I was on I was on the phone with somebody already and he was trying to beam in. Um, so the other thing is, uh, you know, the the further I get into this, the more I think of this. There have been so many hours that I've spent at school doing school stuff and not being a dad that is something that's shifted in the last year and a year year and a half um and that's that's like a little bit embarrassing to say right like that i put a lot of time into my business i put a lot of time in the school into my students and i don't always put that level of effort into my kids my kids get whatever's left of dad at the end of the day and so how do i switch that and so my family is the only thing that's really, really, it's like the most important thing to me in the world um, because students come and go, right? Like, and, but my kids are my kids forever. Now, some students will be my students forever and some kids that keep up with years and years and years after, but it has to come from a focus on my family and my love for my wife and my kids. And then one of the things I'm learning is you start teaching out of that overflow, your students, your school, your community. When you cultivate that that level of love and commitment and joy at your house, you start teaching out of the overflow of that love. And so that's what I think about when I think about leaving schools or going on to some things next. It's time for me to move on, right? Like I'm not a settler. I'm a pioneer. And like I'm going on to the next thing. And I love all of you. Um, but you know in your heart that this is what's best for your family, for your kids, for your for your spouse. Then that's what you do. and that, And that's the number one concern um i love that my children can see me teach and care for other people's children i love it it is is a great joy of my life i think it's a great lesson i can teach my kids but what am i teaching my kids if i put that over them um i don't want to teach them that lesson so that's um, that's why i'm flipping it up so that's why i think a way that you could frame that in your mind as well what you got buddy
2: Okay, our next question is going to come from the real Bob Saget. Can you believe the real Bob Saget? (laughs) Yeah. He's saying, hey, Mr. Reynolds, my parents are against me teaching, and they feel I'm wasting my potential, that teaching isn't a good choice, especially for a male. Uh, Any advice on what to say and how to approach?
1: All right, so, Bob, uh, one, I love your work. Full House was a great show back in the day. Um, I'm sure you haven't heard that your whole life. Uh <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things here, right? One, I think as a parent, um, as a teacher, there is something when a kid tells you that they're gonna be, I'm gonna be a hip hop producer, Reynolds. That's all I want to do. And I'm like, You son, you've never produced a thing in your life, and you don't like I, I don't I don't know that you contain you have the skill set currently to be able to do this, right? Or kids that want to do something that doesn't sound like it's actually going to win right like there's there's always that part of you right like i want to be i want to be your your cheerleader forever but there's just some kids that are like 4 foot 3 and they're like nah i'm playing for the eagles bro and i'm like bro I, what are we doing here are you going to be the football i don't know so it is there's a part of me that understands where where parents are coming from teachers don't make a lot of money it's a lot of work it can be really hard some of the neighborhoods that you get to work in or that you the communities that you're a part of can be pretty tough. Um, they can have real heavy wear on your, on your social, emotional health. Um, so I get that. I just also get what it's like to, to hate a job, to go to something cause you're making money to, to not really love your life. Uh, and that is even more terrible. Uh, my whole life, I've been slightly left of center, right? Like I've never had a job or career choice um, that my family was pleased with, right? Tell your family you want to be a drummer, a priest, or a clown. And they're going to be like, what? Then I told them I wanted to teach and they were like, oh, thank God. He's doing it. He's finally doing something normal. (laughs) And then I was like, no, I'm going to teach like where I'm going to teach and how I'm going to teach. And they're just like, no, this is terrible. I'll tell you this though. the, the one of the most amazing compliments that came out of of putting my book out last april uh was i had some family members read my book and like read it in a sitting that they were like it like because they didn't realize all that i had done that i'd been through the effect that i've had on some children's lives the effects that children have had on my lives the effect that the community Like how, like the way that I've actually grown as a human being has largely come from being accepted into a community and people loving and caring for me and being open with me and sharing their, you know, whether it's their, their students or their burdens or their, their gifts with our classroom. Like that has changed me on a level that I can't even, I can't even fully describe. That being said, um, my family had no idea. And so now in retrospect, they're like, damn, like we didn't know, we didn't even know all this was happening, right? Like, and, and so I think that if you do choose to teach, um, it's not about proving your parents wrong, but I think sometimes we can let that stuff fuel us in a good way. And so it's like being like Steve Martin said, you're be so good they can't ignore you. So you're doing such an, you, you go into it with such a fire, such a passion that it is undeniable the fact that, no, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so that's, that's how I would take that. It is having that conversation with your parents. Um, Cause, and, and then, and look, I, I mean, look, I don't know your parents and I don't know you, but I can, I can uh, still say this, your parents just want you to be happy. They just want you to be happy and safe. And so do it, but I think you can do that and be a teacher also. I just, I don't, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. So yeah. That's a hard one that's something that i would love to like i'd love to like t- to have a conversation with people's parents and say like hey what's the uh what's the hold up on this why wouldn't you want to do that
2: um yeah it's yeah. hard i mean marley wants to be a teacher and i see the implement imp- implications of like teachers just don't make a lot there's a lot put on their shoulders and so although marley i think wants to be a teacher it's not one that i would like want for her per se because there's a lot of negatives with, with teachers I, there's a lot of positive also i think teaching and education is really important and really great and really noble but there's the other reality that like some areas and jobs like there's some great districts that pay a ton right or appropriate wages there's others that really struggle um to pay their teachers and that that causes a lot of stress on the student or the, the, the teacher in their personal life. And so do I want that? No, for my daughter because it's just, I want everything to be great for her. And I want an amazing life, but I also, her calling might outweigh my concern for that. Right. And if that's the case, then I go with that.
1: I'd say one part of what we're trying to do with the company is to create, to create opportunities and incomes. Um, that will help our kids out. So like, and not just our kids, but like other teachers that like creating spaces and places for them to either like, so Mar- Mar- I wouldn't want Marley to worry about that financially, right? Like I, part of me, I want to be her dad and I want to help take care of her. I think the other piece though, is we're, we're not trying to raise cogs, we're raising game changers.
0: That's true. And too.
1: so like, I'm trying to invest in my kids on a level where, I mean, you see Brody when he walks with swagger. What up, girl? Come here. You can come in. Where, where, do you need something? Speak, we're talking about you anyway. Uh, a popcorn kernel
2: is stuck between my teeth and now I'm
1: bleeding. Oh, okay. Oh,
2: get a tooth. Get one of those little toothpicks. I was, here. and I'm pretty sure that's what started. Well, it's okay. The bleeding
1: will. The be bleeding was fine. all right. It's getting it out, and then it will heal no problem.
2: You just have to get the kernel.
1: We're on live right now, but. Now the world know, knows your,
2: uh, knows <laughs> your <laughs> <bigger> gums <laughs> are bleeding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, exactly so point right point made my kid has a moment and i need to stop what i'm doing is it unprofessional to talk to my daughter about the thing that's stuck in between her teeth <laughs> maybe but that's it it's number one right there so that i stop what i'm doing and, and i and i help um but when you're raising game changers i think that it's like
2: yeah that factors in right that's yeah. a factor for how i would feel about their life decision yeah You can't mess with someone's calling if it's really someone's calling, like who am I as a parent to to block that? All right. What else do we got? Okay. Elaine D is asking if some of my seventh graders are not at seventh grade level, but for second and third grade level, I'm thinking of making a separate Google classroom and offer math they can handle uh, starting with subtracting. Hold on. Is there another part to that? All
1: right. I get it though. Right. All right. Let's go with that. Um, i'm going to try and get a bunch in at the end. i'll try and answer we're going to get these guys waiting so, yeah so elaine yeah. i'm going to say first yes it's a good idea meet your students where they are to bring them up to where they want to be there's too many times that um schools try to pretend that kids are oh you're in seventh grade should you do seventh grade math and if you're not then you're gonna to have to to get it together and it's like no bro that doesn't help anybody if someone can't read if they can't do math if they can't if they have uh you know like uh, poor working memory, something along those lines. It's like meet them where they are, help them to do the, the good stuff. So I think that is an, that's a great, I, not only a great idea, but it is like such a wild blessing. I would reach out to those parents of those students though and say, Hey, look, I'm noticing that we need work on some certain skills. I'm creating this extra thing for your student to be able to grow into the seventh grader, the eighth grader, the ninth grader that they're, that they're, they want to be. Um, and so just reaching out to parents, I think, is a good move in that place, too. But that's a brilliant idea. Good work. Oh, we need no. more teachers like Elaine. Um, what you got? Uh, Tian
2: is next. All right. I, I warned him, but I hope that was enough time. I think I did. He's good. He's smiling. We're going to find out now.
1: I hope he's not picking his nose. <laughs>
2: no, he's not <smiling. laughs> What's up, buddy? How are
0: you? Hi. Um, so, yeah. Um, my question is, yes, all right. well... You know, I'm home right now, being laid off and all, but, yeah, so I've been asked to tutor, and, well, I'm an elementary school teacher, but I've been asked to tutor middle school math a lot, and I went elementary so that I could avoid, Middle school, the high school bath oh, got it but, but yeah well but yeah the god it's my godchildren's mostly, and I'm the only one available I'm the only one they want, but yeah, so like my question is how do you like uh sorry i I it written down yeah <laughs> Like um, how do you like that? Yeah. So, with, uh, do you have do you have like strategies? Do you have any strategies or suggestions of teaching like a different grade level or a subject that you're not familiar with, especially if you're not really good at it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good question. Right. So you, you're you're their only hope, but you're so <laughs> good at. The thing you're being asked to do.
2: Wait, let me know. Yeah. I I get you because that is me with homeschooling my kids. Math is I just fractions. I really I'm not very good
0: at <laughs> fractions, divisions, ugh, long divisions.
1: I um, you. so yeah. you know I think there's so but you need this for your livelihood then, correct? Like you're you're trying to make money, and so like without this do you lose income or what does that look like?
0: Well, yeah. Well, it's like God children. So it's okay. like tips. Right. Yeah. So I think
1: you're honest with people as to how much you're actually good at this particular thing. Right. So um, that if you, the, the, the thing is you, even if I hired a, uh, a math tutor that didn't know exactly what my kids were doing, they got to know more than I do because, like, as a parent, I just know that, like, now that folks are having to homeschool their kids or having to teach their kids at home or, or even have to help them while they're doing online virtual learning, it is so anxiety ridden for parents because we just feel like, oh, I haven't done, I haven't done friggin', I haven't, haven't do fractions, I don't know how to teach someone to do fractions, Like, exactly. like, no. Uh-huh. so the fact that you're there what a blessing that must feel like to them to know that you like you at least know something right so yeah like, and then maybe this is a good time for you to dial up your skill set and to really try and like get better at those things to know especially with your godchildren to know that like you know, they need you so what are you gonna do like go learn fractions like go learn division like figure out a way because bottom line is is that you just have to stay a, a step ahead of them. Um, and something right. is better than somebody else's nothing, right? That's really important uh, that you can try and get something. And then, and then maybe when you go back into teaching again, um, there might be some of that stuff that you can pull from later. Like this isn't stuff, this isn't learning that you're not going to use at some point in the future. You just never know where you're going to use it. So I think it's, Trying to stay a step ahead of those students. And I think about like what when I, one year they gave me senior English they wanted me to teach. I'd only taught ninth grade for years, like over a decade. And then uh, the school that I'm at was like, hey, look, someone quit like right before the beginning of the school year. Can you teach seniors? And I was like, bro, I don't know how, I don't remember how to do research writing. I don't remember how to do like a number of the things that they um, On that yeah. level, I just had to learn. And then I just faked it. And until I, did it and so you know i think that you're you're probably being a lot more effective than you think you are um don't look at what somebody else is doing look at what the job is right in front of you and what your godchildren need Mm -hmm. and then be ready for that lesson that day and then execute and that's all right
0: Right. thank you
2: people in the chat are saying Khan con academy as a tool to use i use um i look up actual things for for kids that need visuals, so I found like Legos work really well. You can Google that. I've come up with Legos oh, yeah. for kids. All kids love Legos, right? Um yep. Cooking, ordering a pizza, and breaking it down like that, like doing lunch. We've we've done some of that stuff, and just some cooking. That's how yeah. I. Do. And it's not wrong suit either. <laughs> yep. Cool. Well, so man, that's
0: quadratic, quadratic that's equations.
2: It. Yeah, I hear you. All any math.
0: <laughs> yep
1: edie's going what um i know yeah okay let's all right up, buddy have got um have a good day i, I hope the all right. rest you, you too Peace. yep all right. bless you
2: earl is next He's earl next. He's earl's ready. been waiting he has yeah
1: what's up earl how are you man oh i think you're you're still muted on your end i think
2: oh i can unmute you
4: oh you can, un- me? I can
2: unmute you.
4: <laughs> you where are you from I uh, I'm from Houston.
1: Oh, fantastic! So you don't you're not dealing with snow today either. Then I would
4: no, no, it's a beautiful sixty degrees out. Sixty degrees, blue sky. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful oh. winter day.
1: I have not. Um, I was not introduced to like actually being in Texas until like a couple of years ago, uh, and I've just I've been to a lot, like several different places because it's like you know you think you go to Texas, it's going to all look the same um but it's never let me down it's always been wonderful there when i've gone there so yeah
0: yeah,
4: yeah it was actually it was actually one of your uh, videos i saw somewhere you were in in a city in in texas and, and uh, it was a couple of there's a couple of bits of your advice that i've taken to heart this year at the beginning of the year and i think in this video i forget what city you were in you were in texas And you said that your presence is more important than your advice or your attention, I think, is more
1: important than your advice. Yes.
4: And uh, I I put that to my teachers, my fellow teachers this year, and I've tried to follow that. But, uh, you know, the other piece of advice you gave that I actually wanted to follow up with today was you said, you know, follow what your kids are into, not to be cool, but to be relevant. You know, I'm a I'm a 50 year old dude. You know, I'm not going to be cool to my eighth graders. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but I have found it very beneficial to be relevant. Um, so I spent some time digging into Fortnite and Among Us, and I watched the Cardi B video, which, like you said, you have can't watch it work. Woo! Just to know what they were uh, what they were into. So I was just curious if you had any updates to that. Like, what are they into these days? What are you following to kind of stay relevant?
1: Uh, so that's a great question. Um, I so one of the things that folks ask me a lot is like. Um, how do I get the information to like, how do I find out? It's just listening to students. Like if they're in the hallway when you're in school or like in the chat or someone will mention something or I'll notice like something that's behind a kid when they, you know, the one out of 17 kids that has their camera on that, like, what are the action figures behind them? What are the posters? What are, what's playing on the TV that I can see in your poster frame is reflecting and you're telling me the TV's not on, but I can see it bro, because I can see sports center playing right there. Um, so it's just paying attention to those little things. So right now there is an app. So it's Cobra Kai is a big one, which is funny to me because most of my dudes think, yeah, it is Jaden will, uh, you know, Jayden- they asked
4: me about that the other day and I had to roll my eyes. I thought, really? But, okay. Yeah. Good.
2: You should watch
4: it.
1: It's it's <laughs> it is a hilariously great show. Um,
2: okay.
1: The other one was what is that? App? I'm trying to find it now. I want to say it's called. So Discord is another one that like my students are real into. That's a social app that kids are real that my mm-hmm. students are really into right now. Um, what was the other one? Was it called Clubhouse. I wanna say it's called Clubhouse.
2: Yeah, I had to get House like party? an
1: invite. No, no, no. I had to get an invite to go to it. I forget what it is called at the moment. I want to say it's called Clubhouse, but what it is is like an opportunity for you to go into a room and sometimes there's celebrities leading those and sometimes it's just people that are talking about education, politics, music, producing, uh, football, like and you it's like basically pre-made zoom rooms that people are running and you can just drop in or drop out whenever you want and have those conversations. Um, that's another one. Uh, there is attack on Titan is a anime show that like all of my students are watching. I can, which anime has been a real big explosion in the last few years too, which is really funny to me mm-hmm. uh, because they're, I don't know because I like it's just that was actually where
4: I started. I took I took a poll from my students and I said which anime should I watch? And boy, yeah. the, my chat in in micro, we use Microsoft Teams. And as yeah. soon as I said y'all give me some examples from some anime, my chat just blew up with all sorts of. I, I didn't realize again. I didn't realize that was such a thing either.
1: Yeah, no, it's huge. Mandalorian was really big in the last year. Um, Wandavision's a big one right now too, which is new Disney Plus show
4: so what, what was the anime you just mentioned
1: uh it's called attack on titan um there may or may not be nudity in it i can't really get a straight answer from anyone because there's moms in the room but like uh they <laughs> love it and they're just like because we did a breakdown so the way i found out about this the other day was uh i gave a really simple activity it was hey go watch a show 30 minutes and then i want you to break it down like what was the exposition the rising action the climax falling show, all that mm-hmm. setting all the things we've been talking about all year um, what was something you had to infer in the show? They didn't give you an answer. But you had to infer it. that kind of stuff. And like five answers in one class were attack on Titan. And I'm like, guys, what is this show? And they're like, you Riddles, you don't know what attack on Titan, you know, when they get all like friggin', yeah,
2: yeah.
1: it's like, how can you not even know about this? I don't know. Cause I'm <laughs> 44 and I don't live in my mom's basement and collect swords. I don't like it. That's why, but they, so I checked it out a little bit, but it's like, it's a rabbit hole. Um, but that's how I got put into a lot of things uh, this year. So what do you little, have?
2: little space freckles said, "There's butts because the Titans are naked."
1: Oh, so 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 my nudity, ninth grader said, I'd "Be like Reynolds, don't watch out with your kids though. There's there's nudity in it." And I'm like, "Well, what kind of what are we talking about here?" Like, and I don't want to Google nudity from Attack on Titans. it's just like guys are going to make me go down a rabbit hole. I don't want to go down. Um, but yeah, that's what they're they're doing now so what do you teach
4: uh i I teach eighth grade math and algebra
1: okay um for for how long i mean you're Um, this is my third this
4: is my second career so i'm in year three year four um you know i took a i took a package from the oil and gas world and went into teaching i figured if not now when so um it's been it's been a challenge we're hybrid but you know with the older kids i'm some kids are in person some kids are virtual um I know a lot of questions are about hybrid i just teach it the same basically the kids in the room are are logged on we're fortunate we're one-to-one school so they've all got their own devices and so i build all my lessons and the kids you know virtually basically and and with the older kids i've only got a handful in the classroom at any one time anyway so you know a lot of them are at home looking forward to having them back maybe eventually but you know right now it's up to the parents and and most of them are staying home maybe 15 percent are in the building
1: yeah that's so great. I mean, that's I, that's good to hear, I think, because it means people are taking things seriously. But um, like we're they're talking about us going back hybrid before the end of the year. And I'm just like, I have too many students who were raised by their grandparents that I'm like, this is just like what happens if grandma gets sick? Like, you know, and then oh, them, yeah. like, what are we doing with these guys? Are we taking care of them? Are we feeding them like are we, are we washing their clothes? Like, I don't know. But um, yeah. So look, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks for everything you do, man. Appreciate it. Keep it up. Thanks. Peace. What you got? Anything else?
2: Well, I mean, it's almost 2.30. There's, of course, more.
1: There's always more. Um, it is... Uh, so, but because let's respect the, the time of our team as well. Um, do you have one more I could
2: do? Sure. I don't know. I don't know where it is. On Just the pick question. one. Um, so, we're going to go with... Tully is asking... How do you prioritize the most important parts of your job? What comes first if you are teaching or involved in multiple responsibilities?
1: Yeah, so that's such a great question because school can have you doing so many things and I think that sometimes um even even if you have good admin, right? Even if you're a really strong caring admin, I think sometimes folks forget how much they've already given you to do or how much an activity takes time to do. So for instance, um it is A couple of things this year are creating engaging lessons and trying to engage students when they're online, um, communicating with families and and students if they're not doing well or what they can do to do better. But then with that comes our administration wants us to log every single parent contact that you have. So if I have let's I have there's a lot of students failing this year. Let's say I reach out to 40 families and I say, hey, your student isn't doing. Well, uh, you can look up their grades on Schoology. Um, here's what they can do to get better. Here's what I'm willing to accept late. Here's what I'm willing to accept as makeup work. Here's what I'm willing to accept as extra credit. So I break that all down and trying to like do something good, give something good to families and and students so that they can raise the bar. But then the school wants me to log then 40 different entries for each student. It's just not going to happen. I just don't do it. Um, that I have to do things like uh if it's every time a student misses my class twice virtually I'm supposed to call home um and then I'm supposed to log all that stuff where there's just like I, I a lot of it just comes down to me deciding with my intuition with my gut what's actually important right i'm not interested in dealing with managers um i'm not interested in doing what someone thinks i have to do so that they can cover their butt sometimes that's important right there's like like specialized paperwork I never let go anymore like I, i've had times where like i've just I've gotten too caught up. I forgot about it. It got put in the wrong pile and under something that is of the utmost important to me. Um, meet, meeting, students needs, communicating with families, creating engaging lessons. There's only so much time in a day. My legal working hours are from eight to four, the end. I don't work on weekends. I don't work at night. Um, so it's what can I get done in that time? And then also coming up with ways to maximize your time to do a better job, to be more efficient. Um, and to learn that sometimes good enough is better than perfect, right? Like, like I'm supposed to hand in lesson plans. I also don't do those. I just refuse to do it because it takes up too much time. I'd rather come up with great lessons than work on great lesson plans. Uh, those are two wildly different things. And so that's what I do. Um, and you know, it, that's a it's easier said than done. I get that, especially if you're new a particular position or something like that. But it is about trying to get better at the way that you're doing things, realizing that you don't have to recreate the wheel when you're coming up with lessons, like you learn better ways to become more productive. But, uh, and then remembering that education is only ever about the students, but that if you like, so even though I say that, if you are not at your best, you can't be your best in the classroom. So it's trying to create this person, this, that is the best possible version of you so that you can then, be the best possible version of yourself for your students and for your staff. And then some things fall by the wayside and I'm just not worried about it. Like, I just I don't I just don't think I'm gonna lose my job for not doing those things because it's not that I'm being lazy, it's that I'm focusing on kids. What, you want me to do what? You want me to stop doing this, focus on kids thing so I can come do that? Nope, I just, I don't think it's gonna happen. Famous last words maybe, I don't know. Um, all right gang, look, before you get out of here, Just really quick, I just want you to know that we do have a newsletter. Um, You can go rate the real rap with Click on the newsletter thing. It's called Reynolds Ramblings. And um, it's me rambling every month in a private video that goes just to you. Uh, No spam, no nonsense or anything else. Um, If you want, you can follow us on all social media platforms. Um, My favorite uh, of which is the Facebook group. The Real Rap with Reynolds teacher talk community is incredible. Um, you can share all of your comments, questions, concerns there. And I'd say we're about, we're like pretty high on the, on the positive. There's a lot of, there's like people that are hurting there. People that don't say things nice back to your comments sometimes. But, um, I think when we're trying to figure out how to do this together, sometimes, you know, that pushback can be good. It can be something we can learn from we can learn how to take care for people that that need it. Um, and so, uh, that's it, man. Anything else?
2: Uh, if you signed up for the newsletter already and didn't get it, um, we had some glitches, so please just re-sign up again. We would appreciate it.
1: Re-sign up.
2: Yeah. You know, I make up my own. <laughs>
1: it's good. Like when Brody says things wrong and he goes, Dad, don't correct me. That's Brody talk.
2: That's where he gets it from. That's how I do literally. it.
1: It's Brody
2: talk. All right. It's snowing so, pretty decent. And it we is. we got to go pick up our curbside pickup from BJ's.
1: We do. for with, with everyone else. All right, gang care about you. You're awesome. We'll see you next week.